Mama, a word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. We love mamas. We love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in your closet. Because we have them too. We know that moms need moms. That's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and your sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours too. We hear you and we want to connect with you. This is your community. We want you to know that motherhood is important. Motherhood is valuable. The work you do each day matters. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the the mamahood. Hello, welcome to the Mamahood Podcast. I'm Natalie here with my co-host Marin, and today we're going to talk about body image. Uh, This topic is actually really near and dear to my heart because learning to love my body has brought me so much freedom. And um, before we jump into that, though, let's do some wins and fails. Yes, this is Natalie's first win and fail. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the club. We're all winning and failing simultaneously (laughs) at all all times. Do you want to go first? Do you have a win or a fail? Okay, this is kind of a hybrid. It is a win slash fail. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if you know what perler beads are. Have you heard of those? I feel like I do. But so, I for anyone listening who may not know what they are, I think they're also called fuse beads. They're a bunch of different colored little beads that have a hole in the center. And then you oh, yeah. put them on a pegboard and make like designs. And then you iron that design and all the beads fused together didn't we have those back in the 90s yeah yeah (laughs) and then like it just has it's like a little keepsake I don't know what you do with it after that put it on a keychain I don't know so anyway (laughs) my sister-in-law Ash told me about these pearl beads and I was like I'm gonna get those for a joint gift for my kids for Christmas and okay the win is that it is just like the best activity to hold so my kids are four and six and it is like my four-year-old needs a little help my six-year-old's pretty independent you can like put patterns like go on Pinterest and get patterns because I just feel like oh nice three people I've talked to have been like there are patterns so there are patterns people <laughs> um so you can just like have them be entertained for so long it's like helping their fine motor skills it's just like I don't know when I can find an activity that my kids can just do for a long period of time mm-hmm. I just feel like that is a win you know yeah. what I mean so I was just yeah. like okay best mom ever like I've got these fuse beads <laughs> feeling so great well then my cute husband is like let's like he wanted to jump in with them and do some stuff and so he made each of them a little design and whatever and they were like oh daddy made me this so fun and then he's like I want to do like a bigger one I want to do a big huge nameplate, like a plaque for them oh. that they can keep in their rooms and cool. just be like yeah whatever um he just really likes doing it it's so fun <laughs> I thought that was the cutest thing that he loved doing that it with them cute. And I'm just like over ironing. That's all I do. But anyway, I was like, okay, I'll help you. Cause he, we ended up taking four, I think four pegboards and like connecting them all. And he did this giant design. So it took like a really long time. And I just like helped him fill it in after he'd gotten like the design done. And then he's like, okay, you just iron it for me. I'm like, okay, like, hope I don't ruin it. Like thinking like, oh, sometimes I like melt them a little too much or whatever. Mm -hmm. That was my worry. Okay. Well, here's where the fail comes in. So once I started ironing them, um, normally your iron covers the whole surface mm-hmm. and instead 
um, you'd iron part of it and then it would kind of like pop off the pegboard, but other parts weren't secured yet. They hadn't fused together. Oh, so it no. was a nightmare. Like the whole design was getting ruined. So I've got like books on top of them <laughs> and like trying to keep certain ones down while like ironing others. With like a have, hot iron. Yeah. So. And you have like, you're supposed to keep um, parchment paper in between so that like the plastic doesn't get on your iron. Well, in all the chaos, I like ironed a part that didn't have parchment paper and got it all over my iron and we were doing this for like a ridiculous amount of time (laughs) but like in the middle of it my little boy comes up and he's just like oh no because he heard me saying like I don't know if this is gonna work and and he's like I think I'll have a heart attack if it doesn't work and we're like oh no oh no (laughs) so like that tugs on our heartstrings and we're just like this isn't gonna work so we spend I don't even I, I can't even admit how long we spent doing that ridiculous amount of time we finally get it to work um and then we go into my son's bedroom to like show him and it's like glow in the dark and like all the stuff we think he's gonna be so stoked and we walk in and he's just like cool guys can I go to sleep and we're like cool wait you just okay it's fine cool so yeah we're (laughs) that's kind of our fail oh man well I feel like most things in parenting like feel like a win at first and then kind of turn into a fail yeah to his credit, he was a little more stoked about it in the morning. I think he was just tired. <laughs> yeah. But we just literally were like... Like, I put in all this work. Yeah. Yeah. It was oh, so man. funny. But good well, bonding activity bee. for me and Rye, I guess. Yeah. You guys did a craft together. <laughs> oh, quarantine, too. Just, we've all attempted some fun crafts right. during quarantine. <laughs> or puzzles. Or, yeah. It's been interesting. Um, Mine, I think I'm going to... I have a few written down, but I think I'm going to share my church fails. Because those are always fun. (laughs) I've had a few church fails lately as we've gone back to church. Because we had so long without church. I kind of forgot how to, like, do church. My kids forgot how to act in (laughs) church, too. (laughs) I laugh at myself. Like, whenever I see myself being, like, a typical mom, I laugh at myself. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Like, when I make the look in church, like, the glare... (laughs) I'm always like, oh my gosh, I'm being such a mom. Like, I know. I just gave this them. This is my life now. <laughs> I gave them the church glare. Like, I'm officially a mom. I know it well. I know it well. You know. <laughs> anyway, so we've been back to church and we've had some fun adventures. So my husband, um, our church is live streamed as well. Like, we're holding church and then we do like a live stream for people who don't want to come to church. And um, he runs the live stream we're in a super small um, congregation and so he has like a bunch of different jobs but (laughs) one of those jobs is running the the live stream and so he's got like a whole setup like a mic sitting by him that's capturing like the whole sound of the room like the singing and all of that stuff and then he also is plugged into like the audio so he captures the mic at the like where the, the, the speaker is speaking yeah and so um anyway and then he has like a camera set up and everything too so every week lucky us we get to sit in the front row right next to the live stream like right next <laughs> to the mic that is capturing every sound that my little family makes and <laughs> it's just great it's just fantastic and anybody who's um been listening here for the last couple months or following me on Instagram knows that my daughter who is um 22 months she one of her first words was boob and she 
she just she nursed for a really long time and she just heard me say that word like a few times in reference oh yeah and I just I didn't realize that she was like old enough to learn that word and like of course that's the one she picks up out of everything I know (laughs) a few months back she just learned like that's how she asks to nurse yeah like hey boo but that's what she says that's so cute though (laughs) and um I know I have some really great videos anyway this was before I had weaned her and we had just gone back to church this was maybe like our second or third week back and we were sitting in the front row next to the mic and the camera and all of this stuff and suddenly she just starts screaming hey boob hey boob <laughs> like right into the church mic oh and so gosh. everybody can hear it everybody can hear it on the live stream and I was just like right red in the face and I was like this oh is gosh. fantastic like this is such a great message I right bet now. you made literally everyone <laughs> and I've had the nicest people at church just like be totally okay with like crazy things my kids have done and just been like we've all been there you know like so many yeah. people in my church congregation have had kids so I'm sure you just made everyone's day that's all with this one though I'm like are people gonna think that like I taught my daughter to say boo because she just learned it okay it's she's just We don't do flashcards with the word boob on it, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I know. So anyway, I'll just share that one for now. But we've had plenty of plenty of church fills lately, and they've all been a great story. (laughs) So anyway, let's get on to this topic. Um, The last time we covered this was literally like almost two years ago when we first started the podcast. Um, So if you all want another like super life changing and inspiring episode on this on the topic of body image. Um, you got to scroll all the way back in our podcast feed to our interview with Ashley Reeves. It was episode 11. And She's it, amazing. Oh, did you listen to that yeah. one? Oh my gosh. It, like, I, I told her, like, I've struggled with body image issues my whole life. And our conversation with her was, like, cathartic for me. It was, like, oh, the yeah. first time I had had, like, any sort of breakthrough on this topic. Anyway, mm. it's called How to Love Your Body. Um, it was such a good topic. Um, but... It was two years ago, and I feel like we still, in that episode, just, like, barely brushed the surface of this topic. And I just feel like it's something we need to just keep coming back to again and again. Um, So I'm super grateful Natalie is here to discuss this with me because she just has some amazing insights into it. And both of us know exactly how it feels to be in the trenches of body image troubles and self-doubt. And um, so, anyway, we know... Almost everybody struggles with this. If you don't, I'm so happy. But I know. I, but so many of us you, do. But it's a it's a really widely felt struggle. I feel I've yeah. talked to so many people have felt it. And I think we can make strides. Yeah. But then, I just feel like it's like a it's like exercise. Like you just have to keep working on it. That is a perfect analogy. Like you can never give up or put it by the wayside. So yeah, it's just always worth <clears throat> keeping it top of mind. So, so I just wanted to start with maybe us being relatable and just sharing our own personal journeys with our talks with toxic body image um and just kind of our experience on this because we want you all to know that we are like in this with you like it's not an outside in perspective of like oh here's how to love your body you know like we've struggled with this too so I I have asked Natalie to be a little vulnerable and share a little bit and I hope she's okay with that (laughs) oh yeah totally I just feel like I hope if this helps one person it'll be worth sharing um and if not it'll just I guess be cathartic for me (laughs) um but 
I remember body image issues stemming back to being like four or five years old. And that just like makes me want to cry when I think about it because I have a six year old and I'm just like, man, I hope that she isn't already feeling this. But like in our world, it's probably inevitable that at some point she is going to feel this um, to some Mm -hmm. degree. So um, I just remember playing with my friend and um, we were playing dress up or something and we're all just like sitting there in our panties ready to put on another dress. And one of them is like, suck in your like suck all in your air and and they said your tummy sticks out further than mine when I do that or something like that and I was so self-conscious and I and I felt insecure so I think that that just goes to like the deep-seated like it was just the beginning of like body dysmorphia that like even when I was like a perfectly healthy weight like I felt you know like Mm -hmm. her ribs stuck out further than mine when we sucked in our stomachs like that was so alarming to me when I think back yeah yeah so um I just remember by middle school um these toxic body thoughts were just consuming all of my thoughts um or a majority of my thoughts and it made it really hard to um because I was so self-conscious and I just never felt like I would like my body would be good enough in any way. Like my hair wouldn't be good enough. My my skin wouldn't be good enough. Whatever it was, like my clothes, whatever, how I looked in general could just never be good enough in my mind. And so it was um, just, I thought about it so much that I couldn't think outward. I wasn't thinking about other people. And I guarantee mm-hmm. people were all just, you know, thinking about them their own selves and they were not thinking about me nearly as much as I was thinking about them, if at all. For but sure. like to me, it was so real and it just, it took so much of my freedom because I was a slave to thinking about how I looked. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I just feel like I missed out on so many opportunities and it's a regret I have, but one that I'm like, I'm not going to let it hold me back now. I'm just going to like go forward, but like definitely hurts a little bit when I think about, you know, I could have been helping people and instead I was just like thinking about myself, you know? Yeah. So, um, it got, it got pretty bad and I started just, deciding okay I'm never gonna be skinny enough I so I would just skip meals and um I am hypoglycemic so when I don't eat it's like get really sick I I get really sick I you know so I would I would have fainting episodes and things like that and um it just was really really unhealthy and um so because of the like I would get so shaky or fainting or something like people were like oh you gotta eat you gotta eat and they'd like kind of force feed me or whatever and so I never got to like a dangerously low weight or anything like that and um and because of that symptom I'm, I'm honestly grateful I'm grateful that God gave me that because like my mom was able to be like we need you'd have a snack every two hours mm-hmm. to like keep your blood sugar up and things yeah. like that because she was you know, so nervous. I like hit my head once when I fainted and she's like, I don't want that to happen to you. And she didn't know like that I was starving myself or anything like that. But I'm just grateful that I got some help because of that, because what a terrible thing to be doing to my body, Mm -hmm. like depriving it of nourishment. So, um, I had to really, um, I had to learn to, um, to love my body, but it was like, just the biggest process of my life and I would just I would pray to Heavenly Father to know that I had worth like I didn't I didn't feel like I had worth because I because of how I felt about how I looked and I'm just like that's so sad to me like you know like I have so much worth in God's eyes and I couldn't see it and it just made me sad yeah um makes me sad now to think about but Mm -hmm. um 
I, I did a couple things that like really helped me. Like I just did not own a scale for years because weight is just a number. And it mm-hmm. was, I was not in a place mentally that was healthy enough to, to look at a scale and ha- and be able to interpret those numbers in a healthy way. So it just helped to like throw out a scale and just seriously be like, okay, I want to feel my best and that sort of thing. And I've gone through quite a journey. And like you said, it's a continuous journey and a a battle that I fight every single day. But I honestly feel like there is just so much hope to be found when I look at where I started, you know, as a middle schooler who wouldn't eat and then where I am now. And like, I can honestly say I love my body and not because I am a supermodel and not to sound vain or anything like that. I certainly do not have like a photo perfect body. In fact, like, you know, I'm probably at one of my top weights of my entire life, for example, like, but the fact that I can love myself with my stretch marks, my post baby body and things like Mm -hmm. that is just like such a testament that you don't have to hate your body. You don't have to, that that change can happen because like, I feel it. I can say I love my body so much. I am so grateful for my body. And that is something I never would have been able to say before. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. That's awesome. Like I have chills when you said that. And like what we want from this episode is to give some tools so that everybody listening to this can feel that way too. It can feel like this conviction of I love my body and Natalie is going to share some of like the ways that she's come through this journey and landed here at this place mentally. Um, I think I'm sad because I knew you then and like that makes me hurt inside and just as I've grown into adulthood it's hard to learn of all the struggles that we've all faced kind of silently Mm -hmm. and um, women we just have like this huge pressure um, with our bodies and um, I'm really sad that you went through that because I was like she's perfect I want to look like her she's fantastic <laughs> you know that entire time and I had no idea um, but I'm really glad you've landed in like such a good place with it and um, I won't I won't share too much but you know I had a really similar experience um, just being in dance like I think a lot of my body image issues have spanned from like dancing and performing and um there's just like a lot of pressure to like look a certain way or to you know like when I was dancing it was always like a thigh gap or you know like Mm -hmm. all these things that girls girls were always like comparing their bodies and even like dance instructors were like asking us to meet these ridiculous standards even just with like you need to wax your whole body and like have no hair and like you need to be tan and you need to you know like there's just all this pressure in that world oh yeah and um I feel like that kind of started my issues at a young age Mm -hmm. but um I you're just when you're on stage and you're performing and you're among other people or when someone else gets like a role then or or they're placed like in the front row of a dance number or something like your mind will always go to like well why wasn't I like what what did I do wrong is it the way I look is it you know and I just feel like that was like a toxic environment for me at a young age and um like I want my kids to 
pursue dance or performing if that's like something that their heart wants but I feel like I have to get to a place where I would know how to help them like combat that world you know and navigate that yeah so that's something I'm like thankfully my boys are like so shy and I don't think they have any interest in like performing or theater (laughs) anything they're definitely more like into other stuff but Emmy is like all about performing and being the center and she already (laughs) puts on like dance performances for us and she's not even two so I'm like okay we got to prepare for this right um but my body image issues really spanned a little bit later in like I always had kind of those thoughts but they really spanned a little bit later in adulthood because I um went on a mission I got called to do a mission which is just like um a service mission for the church that we belong to to Alabama and um everybody kept telling me like before I left and I was at like a a perfectly healthy weight but everybody just kept telling me like oh you're gonna get so fat like all the missionaries that go to Alabama get the food they serve get so fat Yeah. yeah and I was so scared to like get fat on my mission that I got down to like a very very unhealthy weight before my mission and I actually had stomach surgery for a hernia and after that surgery I just like stopped eating like I don't think I ate for months like I just drank instant breakfast like that's what I lived on and I got to be like less than 100 pounds I was like always shaky and always like because I was so scared to like get fat on my mission and the thing about it is like I did gain a ton of weight on my mission and it's impossible to go to that mission and not gain a ton of weight like we all did and that was just tough and like I have um I have talked with uh, the other missionaries I've served with too and like I feel like all of us have had these like long-lasting damage from just that message like yeah. oh you gained a ton of weight and um like I you know just getting back to normal eating that wasn't like deep fried stuff all the time like I was able to you know lose my mission weight but who cares like that's the thing I was so like I cared so much as soon as I got home like how quick was I gonna like lose the weight that I gained and Mm -hmm. I just feel like that was my main like what started it for me and then I was like yay I lost all that weight and then now I'm pregnant so I gained it back and then yay I lost all that weight so now I'm pregnant and I gained it back and so really it's been more in adulthood that I started struggling with that and um, it wasn't until literally December of 2019 that I really overcame that to where I don't care about the way that I look anymore and I'm going to share a little bit about that later but I just want everyone to know, like, if you're on the end of struggling with body image in your, like, motherhood and, like, later adulthood, it can also be overcome. And I feel like I've overcome a big majority of it in my adulthood. But anyways, we'll get into that more. Oh, thank you for sharing that, Marion. So, um, okay, one thing I want to touch on is, like, we... I don't know, when we get compliments, that's, you know, that's a positive thing. That's not, like, an innately negative thing, but, like, 
growing up for me, I put so much weight in compliments that it's like if nobody complimented how my hair looked that day, I would just like assumed I must have like the ugliest hair of all time. <laughs> like just like silly things like that. And I just put so much weight into that. Um, and now it's like, I mean, a lot of times like my kids and the other moms at school drop off are like the ones who see me and like I'm like just have out of the shirt and shower and have wet hair and I'm wearing <laughs> slippers and whatever and like have a retainer in or whatever like yeah and and I'm like I'm not getting a lot of compliments you know what I mean <laughs> and, and I'm just like okay. are any of us getting very many compliments <laughs> like my cute hubby will compliment me but I'm just like I'm just not in an yeah. atmosphere like at a high school where your friends yeah. are like oh you look cute today or whatever yeah, yeah. and so I'm just like I want to um, like just get away from like needing those compliments and Mm -hmm. that may not be the same struggle for everyone but I like I needed those and I'm like wow like I shouldn't need those and it's just it's so freeing to not need those compliments and to just be like just how I am is good and I don't need like that outside validation so I think it like we need to retrain our brains and and um, so our outlook can be more positive towards our bodies in general and so um, we want to talk a little bit about kind of some practical ways that we can do that and, and just some, some ways of thinking that have, have helped us. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk through like a few, few different topics and, um, things that Natalie, she, you know, like she's kind of the brains behind this and I'm really excited to, I'll give feedback, but I'm really excited to kind of hear her wisdom here. Okay. So, a statement that I heard, it was on an Instagram called um, body underscore redefined and um, or beauty redefined. Be- sorry, beauty redefined, not body. Um, <laughs> I love that account, by the way. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> and like yeah. with all of it, like you can you can read through and and take what is applicable to you and what feels good in your heart and apply it. You know, I'm not saying that you have to like subscribe to any one ideology because there are a lot of ideologies are surrounding like body image and ways to be healthy with that. Um, but one of their like staple, maybe their absolute staple statement is bodies are instruments, not ornaments. I love that so much. And that was life changing for me, <laughs> like honestly, because it got to be like, it literally doesn't matter. I am going to have worth whether, you know, I am like the world's version of beautiful or not. Like my Mm -hmm. worth will be equal in both scenarios. And it will be beautiful when I had a baby two days ago and my stomach is huge and stretched out. And Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like my, my worth there is the same as when I am like in my absolute best shape and and that sort of thing and I've been able to um approach like fitness in a healthier way because there's definitely a toxic way to be fit and there is you know what I mean and then there's a healthy way to be fit Mm -hmm. and and at some points you may just need to um completely avoid the idea of fitness I was in a place for many many years where I like I said I couldn't own a scale and I had to not really not that I sat on a couch all day like I still did things um, that were active, but I couldn't like be like, I need to exercise this much every day. And and right now I have those kind of goals, but it's yeah. because I'm in a different spot right now. And so to sit back and think, okay, what is healthy for me right now? And it can be like, I don't need a single fitness goal. Yeah. And you know, and that mm-hmm. is, that is perfect. That is totally great. And it can also be like, I love my body and I want to 
be healthier and I'm going to go about it in a healthy way. And both are beautiful and perfect. And you may experience both in your lifetime at different points and you may go back and forth. You know what I mean? So it's um, just to think, again, I'm going to say that bodies are instruments, not ornaments. Well, I love what you said there because like I think just giving yourself the freedom to not have any fitness goals is the most powerful thing you can do. Yeah. Like maybe you're in a really bad place right now with loving your body and the best goal you can set for 2021 is that you're not going to think about it. You yeah. know? Like it, you're not it, it consumed my thoughts. You're so not absolutely. going to make a fitness goal, you're not going to make a diet goal, you're not going to do anything that has to do with the way your body looks. And like I just don't think people are told that enough. Right. You know what I like, mean? It's just like obviously like fitness is a great thing but like it's just it's not great for all people all the time and so yeah. it's like yeah we are giving you permission right now just to say like fitness goals are not healthy for me and I am going to take them out and maybe never like maybe to return maybe never return I get to decide that and I will only do it if it's healthy for me you know yeah I love that so much my so my husband's great grandma she's 97 wow. she's yeah she's super old but she is just she's the best anyway we um we have visited her visited her quite a bit and she said something one time that just like I was like what because she was telling us about when she had babies and she was saying like yeah back in my day because we were there like shortly after I had a baby and she was like shocked that we were there and she was like back when I was having babies, it was like a year long recovery. Like no one expected you to do anything for a year after you had a baby. No bouncing back. Right. It was like you are recovering from a major like medical thing that just happened to your body. And she, she was like, just exited you. (laughs) We were literally like laying in bed for a year, like recovering from birth. And now we're under all this pressure, like three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, 12 weeks, you got to be back. And like, I feel like as moms, if we actually did what's been done, like traditionally, and we were like, hey, for the first year after I have a baby and treat it like pregnancy, where we're like, my body is just different. And I'm not going to put any pressure on myself to look a certain way or be quote unquote normal looking or like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just changed me to where I was like, you're right. Like, what is this? Where we think in these early years of motherhood, we have to be like looking like a fitness model. You know, know what I mean? Like we're snap being back, moms. Like, the rubber band, but that's yeah. not really realistic or Let your body like healthy. heal from having babies and don't worry about all these fitness goals. Like just being a mom is a fitness goal. Right. Chasing a toddler is yeah. <laughs> enough. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm spitting. Um, anyway, no, it's just, it's enough just to chase around a toddler. Anyone who's chased around a toddler can tell you how, like, exhausting that is. So <laughs> you're good. Yeah. <laughs> you have nothing else going on. So, yeah, it's, it's so, so interesting to hear that insight about how differently that postpartum period was viewed. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love that. I want to think yeah. about it more that way and yeah. just, like, take away timelines like I have to be back to my pre-pregnancy weight or my pre-pregnancy pants by x date or Mm -hmm. like if you never wear those same pants again cool 
It's yeah. fine. Throw them away. Give Seriously. yourself permission to throw, throw away old away. jeans. That's it's the thing fine. is we hold on to like these clothes with this expectation that we have to wear those again or or for me it's bras. Like yeah. I I get so sad when I know this sounds dumb, but it's just like either my boobs in the last five years, my boobs have either been like way too huge or like shriveled up raisins. Like I'm never just gonna have like the old like perky. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's not dumb. I, I I've to talked just, to so many moms who've had that same thought. Yeah, I just need to throw them away. Yeah. And not let them just sit there as like an omen to what my boobs used to be. You know exactly. what I mean? Like throw the jeans away. Throw the bras away. Throw all the things away that the swimsuits too. Yeah. That make you feel like you have to meet some size or standard or whatever. Absolutely. And I think with that, just ditch the idea altogether that you have to get your body back ever. Like, I don't think my body will ever, ever, ever be the same. And you know what? I am great with that. And I Mm -hmm. have not always been that way, but like, I just like, I want you to sit in that place until you say, I am great with the fact that my body will never be the same. Like it is so cool what my body did like to grow a human and birth Mm -hmm. a human and Mm -hmm. and take care of a human let's say on it like we're probably giving up things that we could be doing to like better our bodies by like just spending our time raising children you know so like you know you may have stretch marks you may have all these different things and that are not the same as your pre-baby body and that is so wonderful like Mm -hmm. it is great you know what I mean and it's and it's great if you don't feel that it's great right now you know like we are all gonna sit in different spots but I just want you to get to that spot where you can feel like it is totally fine that I have stretch marks and I have loose skin and no matter how much you may exercise that may never go away and yeah our our boobs don't magically perk back up (laughs) you know all those things it's like that is it is okay and I just feel like that our society tells us no you got to bounce back and I'm like no you Mm -hmm. don't you don't yeah I love that like I think that that's such an important insight is like accept the fact that you've had a baby and you're different now forever like mentally physically spiritually emotionally you're just different now that you've become a mom and why like we give ourselves permission to be different in every other way but we expect ourselves to be the same physically but we should just be okay with the fact that we will never be the same in any way. Yeah. And that's a good thing. It's like, a good it's, thing. It's We're made growing. us better. Yeah. It's it's so true. I just feel like any mom you talk to is going to be like, wow, like having kids like shaped me in a way that nothing else could. And this is going to be another opportunity, like maybe an opportunity to love your body more than you ever thought you could, mm-hmm. you know, as mm-hmm. you continue throughout this journey, like. And there's, there's really no destination, you know, we're just always, you can always love yourself more. You can always love yourself better and you deserve to try to love yourself better, you know? Yeah. Amen, sister. Um, okay. Can I share something for maybe our pregnant mamas or mamas, um, who are looking to get pregnant in the future? It was, um, and this may not be good advice for everyone, but just something I knew I struggled so much with body image and um, was already starting to heal from some of the terrible toxicity that I suffered um, as a middle schooler and a high schooler and even a college student. Um, So when I um, was 
preparing to have children in lots of ways. Um, one of the ways is I, I looked at pictures of postpartum moms' bodies. I mean, not like full bodies, but like yeah. I love when women are vulnerable and have shared like, okay, this is like my very, very stretched out stomach after. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at those things and I just sat with them and said, you know, like this woman is beautiful. And if, you know, if my skin stretches out that same way, that is so okay. And I just would mm-hmm. sit with it. And I just did that my entire pregnancy and with every like, stretch mark or whatever that would develop I would just sit with it and I would just be like okay like Mm -hmm. I can love this and I would work on each stretch mark loving each different stretch mark and I would just take the time to just kind of meditate on it and and just love Mm -hmm. myself in every bit and it may change from baby to baby like you may like quote-unquote bounce back a little bit faster or just in general like look more the way you did with the first baby and and maybe after you have multiple babies it doesn't like the same thing doesn't happen and so to mentally prepare yourself that yeah maybe my body may look different with each child or my baby may look different after just having a baby was really important for me in loving my postpartum body because it I know so many moms who struggle loving their postpartum body it's hard it's a hard change and so um I don't know just I hope that that helps somebody and if you're just like no that's awful like throw it out you just do what feels good in your heart and whatever Mm -hmm. like resonates with you that's what you do because our goal here is just to like have you love yourself more you know I love that advice so much like I think there's a lot to be said about remembering what those things mean like what the stretch mark means what the stretched out skin means what it means like look at yourself and then look at your child and ask yourself like was he worth it was she worth it and of course the answer is going to be yes yeah a million times yes and you would never change it and you would never do anything and those marks are always going to remind you even into old age of being a pregnant mama and a a mom who had a newborn and I think we're going to treasure those things for the rest of our lives Okay, listen up, guys. I've rarely been excited to tell you about a sponsor. (laughs) Okay, listen up, guys. I've rarely been this excited to tell you about a sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Clutter Be Gone. Clutter Be Gone is your professional go-to clutter removal company for when you want to get your space back. After moving, spring cleaning, and four birthdays in our house, my garage was packed with cardboard boxes, Amazon boxes, and just a bunch of clutter. So I called Clutter Be Gone, and it felt like an angel came and gave me my life back. Plus, I was able to park in my garage again. (laughs) You can choose the option that's best for you, a small, large, or jumbo load pickup. And they just charge you based on the size. It was super affordable. And I was sure mine was going to be a large pickup, but it ended up only being a small. So that means they can take a lot of junk from your home if needed. Clutter Be Gone is affordable, convenient, contactless, and easy to schedule your project appointment right by text. They can make sure all your stuff gets donated, recycled, or thrown away in the right way all in one easy pickup. So declutter and reclaim your space today by calling or texting 1-833-UNCLUTTER. That's 1-833-UNCLUTTER. You can find it in our show notes or go find them on Instagram at clutter underscore B underscore gone. Again, that's clutter underscore B underscore gone and will all be in our show notes. Um, best of all, you guys, 
You can mention code MAMAHOOD for 10% off of your pickup for this entire month. Seriously, 10% off with code MAMAHOOD. Get your home uncluttered and get your space back. got to a place where so after I've had I've had two c-sections I had two really large children (laughs) they were big babies and I am not a tall person (laughs) um so it's like my body went through a lot but I um with my daughter I felt it appropriate like for number one my my son like I'm starting to be like okay I don't want you to like see me naked like I don't want to have all these memories of your naked mother but on one hand I'm like you know I'm glad he's seeing a real woman's body when he like accidentally (laughs) walks in on me you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. this is it um and I'm glad he gets to see that and then for my daughter it's kind of a cool opportunity to like one time show her like this is this is where you exited my body because I have a c-section scar that I could Mm -hmm. show her like that's not gonna be appropriate for all but like I literally could be like this mark like this is a mark of love like I this is where you left my body this is where your brother left my body isn't that so cool and we I love that like I pulled up my stomach and I showed her my stretch marks and I was like these are marks of love of growing you and it was just like such a cool experience to get to grow you and so like to get to show her that and probably when I was the heaviest I'd ever been in my life weight wise it was just such a cool and liberating experience because I want her to grow up and love whatever marks, you know, from growing and maybe she'll grow babies one day or whatever. I just whatever marks, whatever like life happens to her body, I want her to just be able to love it. And so I hope that that is a gift that I could give her by by showing her my body, by showing her my marks of love that I developed by growing her and her brother. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um. Okay, I also want to touch on um, maybe approaching weight loss in a healthy way. So if you're at a at a point where, you know, whatever it is, so like you can sit here and say, okay, honestly, where am I at? Do I need to gain some weight to be healthy? Do I need to lose some weight to be healthy or whatever? Like you get to determine that, you know, you and your doctor and whatever, like you get to determine that. If you're in a place that like, okay, weight loss is going to be an empowering and good thing for me at this point. Um, I think that there are like some, some healthy ways to do it. And so I just want to touch a little bit on that too. Yeah. Sure. Um, So as far as like food goes, we never want to think of restricting and we never want to think of punishing with either exercise or food. So, and, and to try and like change the language that comes out because it's like, we don't want to say, oh, I, I can't eat that because I, I you know, I'm going to get fat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, don't mm-hmm. say those things because, like, the words that you say have power. Yeah. You know, like, don't say them. Try not to think of, like, whatever it is. Like, replace it with something else. As soon as, like, a negative thing comes into your mind or comes out of your mouth, you replace it with something positive, with something, a healthy thing that you can say. So instead of, like, I can't eat that because I'm fat, I'm going to say, like, I um do I want to enjoy that, like that food? I'm going to let myself have a little bit of that food or a lot of that food or whatever it is that feels healthy to you. And, um, and that's okay. We just don't want to think of it in like a restricting way. Like I, I can't have, or that's kind of thing. Because if you, if you're struggling with body image, that can be really detrimental and set you back. And the same with exercise. It's like, oh, well, I, I had a lot of, you know, food over Christmas and now I need to punish myself and um, we may not realize we're punishing ourselves but if we're going to exercise like oh 
like I need to undo what I've just done by eating holiday food or taking a break from my regular active lifestyle you know we got to say okay stop what can I replace that thought or that phrase that I just said with that will be healthy to me um and just and switch the narrative you have the power to switch the narrative and you may not believe it the first million times that you say it but I guarantee that eventually you're gonna believe it mm-hmm. um you're gonna believe it so keep saying those positive things and you may mess up a million times and say the negative thing and just every time you think of it just say stop I'm going to switch the narrative and switch the narrative right there we're not restricting ourselves we're not ever punishing ourselves for any action you are wonderful you don't deserve to be punished for anything so like just don't ever approach it that way and like for me right now exercising has become just a really healthy thing for me and it's just been so so fun and I look forward to it a lot of the time and I just like never thought I would say that because Mm -hmm. I did I was it was a punishment for me it was just like no like you'll never be good enough you'll never be skinny enough and now I'm like I don't care if I never lose another pound it is so great for my mental clarity I'm gonna work out yeah that's awesome and and reevaluate if that ever changes you know what I mean just whatever feels healthy so yeah yeah that is powerful um so I feel like one of the best things we could ever do for our kids is to take body positivity seriously in the way that we parent our kids. I think um, like a lot of these body messages come to us in our childhood and in our youth and our job as parents is really important in helping our kids have like the best possible outlook, the best possible chance, right, of not struggling with body image. And obviously we aren't the only voice that's coming at them, but I think if they have like a strong foundation coming from us and from their home and the messages that they were taught that they have a better chance. Um, oh, yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit through some of these ways that we can help our kids develop some better body image too. Yeah. Um, one way that I found was really cool is viewing food as fuel. And it's something that kids latch onto really easily like I kind of like to believe that foods are neutral. Like we don't have to be like, these are bad foods necessarily or anything mm-hmm. like that because that can give people complexes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, look at it on the positive. Like when I feed my body a carrot, did you know that that has vitamin A and that helps your eyesight? You know what I mean? Like, isn't it so mm-hmm. cool that we can see with our eyes and that, you know, that vitamin A or whatever is in a carrot? Like literally like it sometimes helps me just to research like what's in the different foods that we eat and I just talk to my kids about it and they eat it up they think it's so cool like Mm -hmm. okay that this this turkey I'm eating has protein and it helps my muscles and I get to be strong like a superhero like and just talking with them from a very young age about that is like so powerful and and it just takes away like the like I would want to like restrict myself from food because it's like no I want to fuel my body like why why would you why would you not put fuel in a car Right. How would you not put fuel in a body, you know? Yeah, I love that so much. And helps us kind of stray away from saying, like, I shouldn't eat that or I can't mm-hmm. eat now. And it's like, no, like, I'm hungry. I need energy. I need these things. So yeah, and it let's helps fill you, our body. Yeah, it helps you intuitively eat. Like, okay, like, I'm not just going to say this is a time I should eat and shouldn't. Like, okay, my body... I can feel that my body needs fuel. Let's fuel it up. Mm-hmm. And and same with like then you're teaching kids to um, 
basically listen to their natural hun- hunger cues and full cues and, and that sort of thing. And that's like an awesome gift that you can give them. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, let's talk a little bit about expressing gratitude for our bodies in front of them and letting them see our real bodies. This is something I feel really passionate about too. Um, and I like, I grew up with a single mom and she, I feel like did her very best and she listens to this podcast and I want her to know like she, she did such a good job, but I like, I think every mom struggles with the way that they feel about their body or, um, the way that their body looks. And I think it's so easy to just let like our typical self-consciousness or fear or comments and stuff creep out in front of our kids and like they hear that yeah and they they embrace it and then they look at what our body looks like and then they take in a message about like well what did my mom say about this body and is that what I should believe about bodies that look like my mom you know so anyway what kind of thoughts do you have on this I just feel like um, the more that we can outwardly express the gratitude, because it doesn't always come like naturally to say like, wow, I love my body. Like mm-hmm. one of the affirmations that my kids and I say every day is I am grateful for my amazing body and all it does for me. Like we just, it's That's again, awesome. that like functionality of the body. Mm-hmm. Like we, mm-hmm. and we talk about the different functions, like my body, I get to jump, I get to play tag. I get to wrestle with you on the floor because I have this awesome body that God gave me. And, um, and so and then just like compliment yourself. It feels so weird. We don't want to be like, wow, like I'm, you know, but like just to compliment ourselves um, in front of our children is like great. It's going to be great for you because you may not believe what you say when you say it, but if you keep saying it, you might believe it one day, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and just the, the positivity and, and, and omitting that negativity that they are going to get bombarded with about bodies and so many other facets of their life. Like you can be a positive source, but also like I don't know I've made mistakes with that and like just give yourself grace and say today I'm going to say something positive or you know show my daughter or whatever like that I love my body or whatever you're going to do today like you can move forward and make positive impacts on them as far as body image goes and you just have to like say I did what I did with the knowledge I had before and now I have different knowledge and I'm just going to move forward yeah I love that so much and you had talked earlier about like letting them see our real bodies and that was an impression that I had that came to me like a couple years ago as I was just trying to like ponder and pray and think about um how should we approach like teaching our kids about bodies um not just from like body a body positivity standpoint but also from just like a functionality standpoint how do my boys learn like what a woman's body is for because I think obviously and this is a whole different like topic we won't get into but like we have a huge issue with our society with like teaching boys to sexualize women's bodies and to view you know we have a huge issue in this world of social media with pornography and all of these things and so I made it a huge matter of prayer like a couple years ago of um like how are we going to approach bodies in this home 
and I think it's different for each home and I think everybody should should research and like think and ponder and decide what's best but for us like what we landed on was like I'm gonna let we're like I'm gonna let my children see my body like as it is when I'm pregnant when I'm postpartum and um, obviously that's not gonna last like forever but in these like little kid years I haven't shied away from letting them see like a real life body and explaining to them very clearly like what the functions of the body are and like my boys refer to body parts anatomically and um we talk about like yeah these are breasts like these are just for feeding babies like that's what they're for and um like this is a you know this is a vagina like this is for having babies like babies come out of this part of a mom and it's been really cool because I feel like they don't have any sort of um like shame around talking about bodies I feel like they have a really good understanding not like to a like unhealthy degree but just like when it has come up like we're very like matter of fact about it and um I don't know how that's gonna play out like later but I know how it's played out in other ways for you know like my husband not not being not being like told stuff how it was and you know I just I think there's a lot to be said about referring to bodies realistically and anatomically explaining the functions letting them see like what a body is for instead of um having this sort of like mystery around bodies and right. and being like ashamed of your body or showing them that you're ashamed of your body in any way or make them feel ashamed about curiosity yeah exactly and just like I don't know my boys have been really curious because like they've watched me they just watched me like birth a baby and nurse a baby for a really long time and of course they asked like what are you doing what are those um what is she doing like what and instead of being like oh like don't look don't watch like this is this is private or something you know like it was a really like empowering thing to just be like yeah like this is breastfeeding a baby with a breast and like that's what breasts are for Mm -hmm. you know and I'm sorry if anyone's like cringing over these words but I I that's the point is like I don't think we should cringe over these words I think we should empower our children to know exactly what these body parts are for and that it's not a shameful thing to have a body or to be a woman or these and these body parts aren't for judging or critiquing or sexualizing or like they're not for decoration like there's a meaningful purpose for a woman's body you know what I mean (laughs) they will be bodies first and and sexuality later you know what I mean like that Mm -hmm. the fact that you have that foundation of um anatomically correct body functions and everything is like such a great gift that you can give your kids especially your boys I love that I don't I'm and that's the thing is like I think we're all just winging it and we're moving forward how we can but um I I I feel like they don't have any shame about their bodies at this point because my husband and I like aren't awkward or like nervous or shameful about it when we talk about it and I think there's a lot to that 
you know yeah it opens doors for them to be able to continue to ask you questions about it and stuff and like hopefully they're gonna feel like they can go to you or your husband instead of like youtube yeah exactly <laughs> the internet which is a scary scary place yeah. sometimes and you know so i i love that so much um I just love that. I've, I too have thought so much of those things and and I've done many of the same things that you have. And I just feel like, yeah, like I don't have like a a teenage son to tell you how that turned out or whatever, or an adult (laughs) son or whatever, but I can already see like positivity that has Mm -hmm. come from that. And just like, just removing like secrecy makes them think that there's like shame or that, that something is bad or whatever. And so you're just totally taking that away. And I love that. Well, and, like, I do worry, and I want to get, like, an expert on here who can talk about it, but I worry a lot about the internet and pornography and how to help our kids, like, have the best chance with that stuff, too. Mm -hmm. And, like, my go-to right now with my anxiety is, like, Kate, no phones, no screens. No, you know. (laughs) Avoid it all. Um, Put them in a bubble. (laughs) But I know at one point, like, they're going to get a phone. Like, even if that's when they leave my home, like, (laughs) they're going to get a phone. They're going to have internet. They're going to – and, like – I feel like if they're embarrassed to come to us about maybe something that they've seen online or something someone showed them or something someone told them because we always act like so awkward and afraid when the topic is brought up, then that makes me really sad. Like I want them to come to me. And I think the best thing we can do is like, like force ourselves through saying the words penis and vagina and these, these words that we like, cringe over sometimes as moms but like doing that I feel like is going to do more good than harm in the long run oh totally and just like if there were ever the case that there was like abuse or something they could they could anatomically tell you like what happened, what happened and mm-hmm. that is so important so for that's a whole another whole another topic but, but yeah yeah okay <laughs> and this is kind of unrelated too but I just wanted to share a book called good pictures bad pictures if you guys are if any of you are feeling the same like anxiety around pornography there's a junior version that I've used with my kids since they were teeny tiny like and it is just like one of their favorite books I like crack up they just like love it book but they just they feel empowered to know what to do if they see pornography and they know what pornography is and yeah like that might sound like scary that my tiny kids know what pornography is but it's actually very empowering so just a good book to check out that's awesome um anyway I guess one last thing that I wanted to um maybe two last things touch on um is first to when we're talking about gratitude for our bodies I think sometimes it can be really easy to only value our bodies in as much as they are working perfectly Mm -hmm. and that is not always going to be the case and so I love to talk about how we with my kids about how we value each function of our body individually Mm -hmm. and express gratitude for each of those individual functions Um, because there have been times where I'm like my body's failing me you know And, Mm -hmm. and it's really if my if my love for my body is only when it's working perfectly then that can easily be shattered you know Mm -hmm. it's the same idea as like your body is an instrument not an ornament like if it's if your physical appearance like something drastic changes to that then like all of a sudden like your self-worth is shattered or whatever Mm -hmm. so we just can't place our worth in something that can just be shattered so easily you know something that's like a part of human existence is that it fails sometimes and there are things that go wrong 
even if it's just a headache, you know, even if it's just a headache or a stomach ache or a sore throat, like part of life is that our bodies go wrong. Like things go wrong with our bodies all the time. And so I think that's like, that's very wise. Yeah. It's just, it's just helped me to be able to keep that self-love even when like, yeah, something went really wrong with my body or whatever. It's like, no, I can still love and be grateful for it each individual function that it does do right because it's like the fact that I'm breathing and talking to you and alive right now I have so much to be grateful for because of that body you know that's awesome um and probably the last um thing I want to touch on here was just retraining our brains to complement people especially our children on things unrelated to appearance Mm. now I am not of the I'm pretty modern I'm not of the mindset that we can never compliment on appearance and some art and that is so so great for you you do what sits right with you Um, but for me what really sat right was trying to find more things to compliment my children are that on that don't relate to appearance so Mm -hmm. that they just know like not only that I think they're just so stinking cute but that also like I think that they do so many great things and I think that you know and that they have so much innate worth and so um it's a real shift and it's just something you have to keep thinking about over and over and over like whether that's like write a reminder on your mirror or whatever just someplace that you can see it put a word there that's going to make you think of it and every time you see that go compliment your child in a way that doesn't relate to their appearance whatsoever and it will just build such a strong um foundation of you know like my I am good for all these reasons that have nothing to do with my parents. I love that so much. And I love that you do that for your kids. And I can tell, like, they are, like, so confident and so happy. And these suggestions that you're giving are working for them. And it's obvious. It's so fun to see see the progress. And I am in no way, like, thinking that they're never going to have issues because of, you know, the things that we're doing. But I guarantee, like giving them a fighting chance is never going to hurt, you know? Yeah. And they're strong and they can do hard things too, you know, as much as it's hard to think about our kids having to do hard things. So, um, I just, I, at the start, I said that, you know, I had an experience that helped me to like really overcome, um, for the most part, I think, cause I think we all have, the thoughts come back all the time yeah. of self-doubt and everything. But I, uh, the, the most impactful thing that happened to change how I feel about my body was really like my experience getting diagnosed with MS because when I first got diagnosed and I was in the hospital and like they were telling me that there could be a tumor, there could be a stroke, there could be MS, there could be all this stuff. Like, and then that night... Um, I was just like alone in the hospital room without my kids and I just wanted to go home and be with them. And aside from just, you know, like deep fear and sadness and anxiety and worry, the biggest thing that came to me that I ended up writing down in my journal the next day was just like, wow, I don't care at all what my body looks like right now. I just want it to work. I I just want to go home. Like if I, if, if I could be, you know, like a hundred more pounds overweight, or if I could have crazy acne, or if I could have like all these things I get hard on myself about, but go home right now and know that like nothing was wrong with me, actually wrong with me. Yeah. Like 
then I would be happy and I would never do that in a heart. I would never complain again. And, um, like something really truly shifted in my brain that day where I was like thinking that like being overweight or having stretch marks or, or acne or greasy hair or whatever, all these things we get upset at ourselves for thinking that that is actually a problem is just, it's just not like comparatively. Um, and Ashley Reeves had shared something similar to this with someone she knew that had been battling cancer who was saying, um, she actually had like a dream that she was interacting with this person who passed away. And I'm probably butchering this a little bit who said to her, like, I just like, I just want to be there on earth in my body. Like, I wouldn't care what it looked like. I just want to be there on earth with my kids. And it just puts it in perspective for me. And it did just this whole diagnosis has like, I just want my body to function. Like, I just want to be able to like see and feel and hold my kids and like live day to day. And it has just shifted in my mind the way that I think about what actually makes my body like valuable and what actually makes it work and what's actually wrong with my body. And the truth of the matter is like, yeah, there are like things quote unquote wrong with my body and they have nothing to do with my appearance. So therefore my appearance doesn't matter to me anymore at all. Like I just want to function. I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense, Oh, totally. but I think if we can all like put ourselves in that place of like, um, how would I feel if I just wasn't able to go home or how would I feel if my body was just done working? Like, I wouldn't care at all about like having perfect hair or makeup or whatever. Like I just, I would just, I just want to hold my kids and be there with them. And, um, this really plays on like what Natalie has been saying about function and, um, we're just so blessed. And I know we have moms listening who are dealing with all kinds of diseases and illnesses and sicknesses and some disabilities and stuff. Um, but we're just so blessed for the functionalities that we do have. Yeah. And there's so much to that perspective that takes away from just like, honestly, this really stupid idea that the way we look matters at all. Yeah. Like it really doesn't matter one tiny bit. It really doesn't. I, oh, thank you for sharing that. I love that so much. Like if you, um, I had similar feelings, um, just when I, like was pregnant with my second and did have hyperemesis and mm-hmm. literally I couldn't I couldn't walk without being sick I would take a few steps and it would cause me to like violently throw up and and just so I remember when I started to come out of that and I like I went to a pumpkin patch with my daughter and I just like wanted to cry because I was like this is such a big step from being able to like not or not being able to walk o- around my apartment mm-hmm. um to be able to like make it for like an hour at, at a on a pumpkin patch and it was just like it has forever shifted my view and I like to reflect on that and and kind of relish in that gratitude that I felt because right after that everything any food that I could eat and not feel sick anytime I just had a literal second where I didn't feel nausea I was grateful for because I had had so many months where there hadn't been a single second where I wasn't nauseous and it just was like wow like I'm so grateful for that now that I hadn't been before and it's like yeah, if I can just get back to that place and remember, then my my physical appearance just doesn't matter. I like to say just like, where did I hear this? 
get your, um, do what you need to do in the morning to get yourself feeling your best and then just like go out and forget yourself and, you know, like live, live your life and, and focus on others, focus outward instead of focusing inward and your life will be just so much more rewarding. So I try to live by that, not to say like you can't try to like do things for yourself to make yourself feel better, but like just, just do do them and and then then move on, move on. Yeah. (laughs) I love that piece of advice. I think that's a perfect, perfect summary. I do want to say if we, like spirituality is a big part of my life. And so if, if this is, if body image is something you struggle with, I challenge you to, to pray about it and just pray for a positive body image and positive worth and like, or to know your worth. And, and that can be really powerful. So, um, we just want to thank you all for listening today. We want you to love yourself just as you are. You are more than a body. You are a woman, a mother, a friend, a daughter, and you are a part of a community of moms who are dealing with the same thoughts and feelings you're having. We love you and we are a safe place to come to to talk to about your feelings surrounding your body. Yeah, we, we do. We love you so much and we want you to come and find us and connect with us and know that we are a safe space to talk about these things. There, you also shouldn't feel shame over having doubts about your body either. Like that's normal and you can work through it. Totally. And um, you can come and find us on Instagram at the.mamahood and um, you can email us at themamahoodpodcast at gmail.com if you just want to talk about it. Um, we would love having like your insights and your comments over there. We love to, to we feel like we're kind of like talking at you on the podcast. So <laughs> when you respond to us and talk back to us and come and connect with us elsewhere, it... Um, it warms our hearts in a way that we can't really describe. So, and then if you want to find a way to like get this message out so more people can hear it, um, just the the easiest and best way that you can do that for us is to scroll down and leave a positive review about something that you learned on this episode or something that's impacted you. Um, anyway, we love you all so much and thank you for supporting our podcast, sharing it with your friends. We are just like overcome with humbled gratitude every message we get every time somebody um shares this with somebody else and um anyway we hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week